the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of the Most High God, our God is a promise maker and a promise keeper. In Joel chapter 2, God made one of the many promises that he made to me and you. He made us a promise that he'll restore everything that the devil has stolen and or devoured from us. The only question is, will we let God do in our lives what he promised he'll do by believing his promise to be true and that he's a God who keeps his promises by doing what he promised he'd do? Let's learn some more today about what the Bible has to say about God's promise of recovering restoration that he wants to bring our way and what we need to do for it to come our way. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Of course, we're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Recovery and Restoration. Well, God is causing a recovery and restoration of all that it is that the devil has stolen to be returned back to our life and be returned just like it was never stolen. Stuff that was damaged, he's repairing. Stuff that was taken, he's bringing it back. Stuff that was jacked up and seemed like it was beyond anything that would ever want back. Praise God. God said, I'm fixing it and I'm bringing it back. Praise God. So I have a need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. And I'm telling you, you're going to get blessed today in Jesus' name. Joel chapter 2, foundational text. We'll begin reading verse 21. Read that, do a brief review, dive into the day stuff. Good to see you, sis. It's going to be a blessing to you. Joel chapter 2, starting with verse 21. It says, fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the cattle, canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat and be plenty, eat in plenty, and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. That's shouting ground right there. God says he's going to put us back into a place where we will never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. I said never be ashamed. Where is God? 
because God's going to cause recovery and restoration to people with his name. I got anybody with the name of the Lord. Praise God. He's going to call recovery and restoration to be able to happen to you. Where God's going to restore everything that the devil has stolen. All the years that the canker worm has, has, has destroyed. Or the palmer worm and the caterpillar. And all the mother buggity bugs that was around there bugging me and you. Causing all kind of stuff to happen in our life that never was supposed to happen to me and you. But everybody said, that's all right. Because we're getting it all back. Praise God. Because we're getting it all back. At least that's what the Lord said. The question is, do you have the faith in that? Because if you've got the faith to receive it, you'll receive it. Anybody in here going to have faith to receive it? Well, you're going to receive it. Praise God. Restoration of all that it is that the devil has stolen. We've been working more specifically, more recently on a restoration that God is going to do with me and you. And that is a restoration and recovery of relationships. A restoration and recovery of relationship. Because we found out last time we got together that God can and will cause the restoration of broken relationships. Oh, yes, he will. That the Lord came to seek and save those which were lost, as well as fix that's broken. Well, if that's the case, some of us had relationships that were broken. God says, I'm going to repair them and put them back together like they're supposed to be. And we had relationships that was lost. God says, I'm going to bring them back to thee and be able to restore them the way that they ought to be. Because we found out God can do it. And since he's going to do it, he's going to do it for me and you. We found out God can cause the hearts of parents and their children to be turned back to one another. Turned back to one another. To be brought back again to the way that they were at the beginning. Such a way was everything was all lovey-dovey and all chummy too. God says, no matter how it is right now, I can restore it to to the way it's supposed to be and then bring it back to you. All the years that you lost will be recovered too. All the years that was destroyed will will be recovered too. And be able to brought back to me and you. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. We found out that their hearts will be turned to the Lord. Even the disobedient, praise God, are going to come back and line up like God wants them to do. The contumacious is going to do that. The stubbornly rebellious. The stubbornly resistant to authority. The ones that are stubbornly perverse and rebellious. The ones that are willingly, just obstinately disobedient. You know, them folk that's just out there. Praise God. God said, well, I'm going to turn their hearts and bring them back here. And I'm going to line them back up with you like they're supposed to be. And everything's going to work out like it ought to. Because when God's going to restore this thing. So we found out this restoration includes the restoration of backslidden children. That's both God's children and our children. Praise God. It's going to cause a restoration to come to me and you. Because the Lord is going to set his hand and recover the backslidden. And the remnant of his people he's going to bring back house to his house and to our house too. God can and will cause sons and daughters who are far, who are far. To be able to depart from where they are and be able to come back into their families like they're supposed to do. Back to their children like they ought to. Back to their parents like they're supposed to. Back to their spouses, even in the houses too. And it's going to ever work out just like it's supposed to. God can and will bring lost loved ones back. And we said last time, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because here they come. Ready or not, here they come. Turn to Proverbs chapter 30, please. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Yeah. We got something in common. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. God's going to cause a recovery and a restoration to be able to happen to me and for me and you. That's going to be able to cause awesome things. I said awesome things to be able to happen for me and you. Proverbs chapter 30. See, there's a generation who are out there that God is going to recover and restore and bring them back here. A generation that's out there. Everybody say out there. there. Now, once again, even though tonight, once again, I'm going to be talking about children. 
This applies to any relationship that's dealing with people that's out there. So even though it might not be children that you are believing for specifically, understand that this applies to any relationship in general. Praise God. So I don't want to talk a lot about children. It don't have to be you with your children, but you can be somebody that got a cousin, an uncle, a husband, a wife, you know, somebody else that was a loved one in your life that fits this too. And God's going to say, I'm going to do the same thing for you too. Everybody say, that's good news. news. Proverbs chapter 30, praise God. But God speaks of the generation that was out there that he's going to bring back here to be able to operate like he want them to do. Proverbs chapter 30 is where that word is for me and you. We're going to read, begin reading in verse 11. It reads, there is a generation that curses their father and doth not bless their mother. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaws and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among the men. Of course, this is just an idea of who these people are that's coming. Some of them are the worst of the worst. Some of them that has been acting even worse than the worst of the worst. Some of them is just out there, even to the point that, look at verse 11, that the point that they curse their father and do not bless their mama. Everybody say, oh, no. Mm -hmm. People did stuff. People do stuff like that, too. And some of you might have even experienced that, too. Well, your children have just like went off on you. It was bad enough that they went out there, but then they turned around and treated you like you were the enemy. Treated you like the, you, that, like the relationship with you and them should, have never, should never be. And begin to start doing things that they don't do. But don't worry. Be happy. Because God's a God that can still recover and restore even that kind of stuff. Proverbs chapter 19. I love the Lord. Anybody here to love the Lord? Proverbs chapter 19. They, they might have been out there. Doing things that they weren't supposed to do, up to and including cursing you. But God said, I can restore that too. Proverbs chapter 19, because many who are going to be restored are the children whose behavior ran their parents away from them. Was their relationship, their their behavior was so bad that it caused their parents to want to have nothing to do with them no more. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 26, it reads, He that wasteth his father and chastises away his mother is a son that causes shame and bringeth reproach. He that wasteth his father. Everybody say, oh my goodness. Now, the child who God is going to bring back and rescue, the relationship is of a child who may have wasted his father. That word waste is right there means to be burly, to be burly. To be burly means to be very difficult, tricky, and or dangerous. To be very difficult, because these might have been some very difficult kids. Was just dealing with them was difficult. Being around them was difficult, whereas it was like a struggle to, to try to keep them out of trouble. And then they would still cause even more trouble when they would get back with you. And then they would even be tricky, trying to run game and play games and run all kind of okey doke on 
you and everybody else that they came in contact with too. To the point that they was even dangerous. Whereas they would even be burly, be dangerous. The inferences that they would rise up against and even do some, some, some kind of violence against their father. Might even rise up against, praise God. You know, they got fuzz in a few places and stuff like that and a muscle or two bigger than it was before. And, then, and now they think they're grown and they even rise up, you know, you know, like that. You know, that's where the burly comes from. It's, it's stout, you know. Once they rise up, they puff up and they rise up against them, praise God. Well, that child, God said, I'm bringing back. That one that wastes. The child who God is going to bring back and restore the relationship of, of is a child who may have ch- ch- chases away his mother. Chases away his mother. Now that phrase chases away also translates drive away and run away. Drive away and run away. The inference is that the child conduct, conducted themselves, that is, conducted themselves in a way that caused their mother to be able to avoid their presence and even go from the house where they are and leave the house where they are. Y'all ain't never been there in a situation like that to the point that somebody got to leave. You leave, I leave, somebody going to leave because we, we, we can't stay in a crib together because they, they, their, their behavior is chasing the mother away. Now, can I put a pause button right here? By the time you chase a mother away, you done messed up. Because mama's be holding on like way past what other people will do. But by the time the mama write you off, oh, see. <laughs> you, you, mess, you done messed up. You done messed up. Ain't a court in the land would even, you know, do anything but bust you with their hand. Pause button off. This child has done so much. Somebody say so much. This child has done so much wrong that. Her affections toward him or her have been alienated. Their affections have been alienated. Where the same mother who used to be on their, in their corner, same mother used to be a sympathizer with them, same mother when everybody else would be like, no, you need to leave them alone. You be, but no, but no. Same mother eventually becomes indifferent, unfriendly, or even hostile toward them because so much has been sold in them that it's starting to now grow in them. It's where she's been through so much, somebody say so much, that she's just tired. I don't know if you've been in a relationship where you're just tired, but a mama just wants some peace to the point that she said, well, look, what, whatever, just, just go. Just go. Whether the child goes or she goes, somebody got to go. And if, the personal so- and, 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 and if the personal sorrow that that child has caused the parent isn't bad enough, the behavior that the child chooses to continue to operate in also causes shame to be in the parent's life too. Shame to be in their life too. Read it again, verse 26. He that wastes his father and chases away his mother is a son that causes shame and bringeth reproach. Notice, causeth shame. It's an E-T-H on the end of it, which means it's a continual process, which means the shame keeps coming. Keeps coming. Keeps coming. Hey, how's your child? Hey, where's your child? Hey, how they doing? I ain't seen them. Shame just keeps coming. Oh, I heard about your child. Praise God. I'll be, I'm praying for y'all. Shame just keeps on coming. 
That word shame right there means to pale, as in like lose your color. Because see, when you first had that child, you was all rosy-cheeked and all bright-eyed and all excited, but not in a grown to the point and conduct themselves to the point where it's just like you lose your color. Eyes ain't bright no more. That, they just squint now. It's like phone buzz. Bzz, bzz, bzz. You turn it over and look at the caller ID, and it's got something to do with them. Hello. Drama, 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 drama. Get me out of this. Help me with this. This is going on. You bet you're a bad parent. All this other kind of stuff. Just have a nice day. By implication, it means to be disappointed. Whereas this parent is now disappointed in this child. Once again, this can happen in any kind of relationship. Because we can have husband and wife. We can have wife and husband. We can have you know parent and, and their child. We can have all kinds of whatever the relationship it still applies. Well, we're disappointed. Where's the disappointment occur? And remember, the ETH is on the end of that, so it just keeps on happening. See, many times, in many cases, the waywardness of the child begins to reflect upon the ch- a parent, too. That's where some of the shame comes in. Where the waywardness of the child begins to reflect on the parent. Where the parent of the wayward child is treated, sometimes, not without cause, sometimes without cause, but they're treated as though the child is the way they are because they that is the child, you know, weren't taught any better by the parent. At least that's what people say. But see, that child probably wouldn't be like this if you'd have just taught them better. Like you didn't teach them better. Because sometimes you can teach the child everything they're supposed to do, and they're still out there tripping. But see, the people wasn't around while you was teaching them what they were supposed to do. All they're seeing is what the, what the child is doing, and so it reflects right back on you. And you're like, dang, I know I did what I was supposed to do. That's just a choice they made to do what they're going to do. But that's not what's going to happen. It's the, the, the shame is still going to come back on you. Whereas people are going to be thinking, oh, that poor child just should have been taught better. And you're thinking like, Lord Jesus. Whereas the parent of that way the child was treated, sometimes without cause, as though the child is, is that way because, you know, they, the child, weren't taught any better by the parent. Or, or, or that they, that is the parents, didn't raise the child the way that they should have raised him or her. It shouldn't, you didn't raise the child the way that you should have raised them. That's what people will say about you. You know, you should have raised that child a little bit different. That there was something that you, the parent, could have done more. Or there was something that you, the parent, should have done less. Or shouldn't have done so much. You should have had them in church more. You had them in church too much. Because <laughs> whatever you did wasn't, wasn't enough in their mind. Otherwise, the child would have been, wouldn't have been this way, that they bad because of you. And then the child probably giving, you know, you credit for why they're they, they doing what they do, too. And they're like, well, you got to understand. I was raised in a single parent household. You got to understand. I was abused as a child. You got to understand. You know, I was too privileged. They took good, too, they took good, too good, too good a care of me. They should have let me go out in the world a little sooner. They didn't why I wouldn't have been enamored by the world. It's always an excuse. But it's going to always reflect back on you. Turn to Proverbs chapter 10. God said, I'm going to restore this relationship. Whereas they done ran you away from them. And you don't even want to ever see them again. It's quiet as God. But God said, I'm going to restore it. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. It says, the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son 
maketh a glad father. I know that's right. One that does what they're supposed to do makes a glad father. But look at this. But a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. See, that hard-headed child makes life difficult for their loved ones. The foolish son or the foolish daughter's behavior causes heaviness in the heart of his or her loved ones. Heaviness. That word heaviness right there means depression. Depression. Speaking of depression of spirits. Whereas your spirit is depressed. You've probably never been there. Having a good day. And all of a sudden, here, here, here they come. Or, or, or hear what they cause to happen coming. all of a sudden, ew. It's almost like one of the little Pac-Men. Ghosts. Bitch and Pac-Men. So, you know, I remember I used to go, waka, 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 waka. And waka, waka. And they'd be like, they'd be chasing you around and stuff like that. And then eventually, you didn't get it. Got, it, got in the corner. You couldn't get out of it. And they all said, That's like the depression of spirits that he's talking about. You're having a good day, loving life, having a ball. Praise God. And all of a sudden, here come another call. Concretely, it means grief. Whereas a mother is experiencing grief because of the child. Grief. Now, grief is what you feel when something dies. Grief is what you feel when something dies. But it, it's as though, well, what's dying? My life, my joy, my peace, my well-being. Sometimes my, my state of mind, I'm losing focus. It's like my whole day is all about you and all the foolishness that you go through when you're feeling grief. It also translates sorrow. Well, you have sorrow. Don't even want to deal with tomorrow. It's like, oh, Lord. But it happens. That hard head child makes life difficult for their loved one. Turn to Proverbs chapter 17. God said, I'm going to cause restoration to occur. I'm just giving you a description of the ones that God's going to restore. Proverbs chapter 17. Verse 21, it said, he that begetteth a fool doeth it to his sorrow. And the father of a fool have no joy. It says, he that begetteth a, a fool. And they had no idea they was going to be a fool. They thought they was going to save the world. They thought they was, at the very, very, very least have a, somebody I can enjoy the rest of my life with. But they turned fool. He that begetteth a fool doeth it to his sorrow. And the father of a fool have no joy. Was instead of being able to brag on his son, back then they used to brag on their children. Instead of being able to brag on their children. Yeah. What's your son doing? Well, they serving up in church. Praise God. Doing the will of God. Praise God. What's your child doing? They going to church. God told them what, I mean, they going to school. God told them exactly what to be. So they in school doing the good right now. Oh, praise God. What about you, Ahmad? What, what is your child doing? They a fool. Treating me like scum. Thanks for asking. See, there is no joy whatsoever to parent a foolish child. Now, they originally thought that the joy that they had with that child was born was going to continue all the rest of the days of their life. But then when foolishness began, the joy stopped and sorrow replaced their joy. And when the foolishness continues, the sorrow continues. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning from God's word to let him have his way. It's good to have a God who wants to bring recovery and restoration into our lives. We have a God who loves us enough to recover and restore everything that's been lost and or stolen from us. Let's love him enough to let him do for us what he said in his word that he'll do for us. Let's believe his word and let him fulfill that promise. That is to bring recovery and restoration to us that he said he'd do for us. If you want to hear a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238.
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and internet are a blessing, but they or nothing else is a substitute for fellowshipping with other believers, praising and worshiping God in the house of God. There's nothing like being in the house of God. The psalmist so rightly said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I know that to be true, and I believe that that should be something that every child of God should say too. So if you can physically be in church this Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. Make sure that you be in your father's house on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And before I go, to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, that you're being blessed by the ministry of the word and that you're praying for us, I want to say thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, from the bottom of our heart, we want to say to you, thank you. God said in Genesis chapter 12, I will bless them that bless you. Well, since all of you have been such a blessing to us, encouraging us, praying for us, and sending financial support to us, we know that God's going to do what he said in his word that he'll do. That is, he's going to be a blessing to all of you. So, we thank God in advance for blessing all of you who've been a blessing to us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is being a blessing to a blessed people like you. We pray a hundredfold blessing into your life for being a blessing to us that you've been. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.